0: You are now tuned in to the Hot Dog Stand Chronicles. Extraordinary people with extraordinary stories. Sitting down with a hot dog extraordinaire himself, Mike Rudd. Now, Now, on to the Chronicle. Welcome everybody. A writer. A sports humorist. Who has created the ultimate talking head in sports. And a guest chasing down his passion of basketball by becoming the United States representative of the International Maxi Basketball Federation. Just one guest, and that's one person today. But I'll tell you what, it shows what you can do when you put your passions into play each and every day. Welcome to the Hot Dog Stand Chronicles. I'm your host, Marketing Fun with Mike, AKA Mike Rudd. And these are real interviews with real hot dog extraordinaires. And they have one goal, to tell their story and to hopefully inspire you and give you ideas to set out with finding your own hot dog stand, aka your passion and calling, in your career and your life, and launching your own project that you believe in. If you like this podcast and want to join my fun community, head to my website, marketingfunwithmike.com and sign up for my newsletter. You'll get a free PDF of my ebook that gives you action steps to start the process of finding your own passion project and building it. What can Marketing Fun with Mike do for you? I will help you live the life you want and deserve by giving you resources to do this and by helping you or your company launch a movement for their business. So let's get on with today's show. I'm honored to have today's guest, Jim Sweeney, on the show. You already heard the intro. The man has a lot cooking in his life. He is truly living the life he wants and deserves. Welcome to the show. How are you doing, my friend?
1: I'm doing absolutely great. It's an honor for me to be on the show. Uh, you know, we've gotten to know each other over the course of the last several months. Uh, you know, I've read up on you know what you're doing with uh, marketing fun with Mike. I think it's fantastic. I think it's inspirational for a lot of you know people looking to do something different with their lives and. Uh, I never thought I would be talking face-to-face with a guy that calls himself the hot dog Stand extraordinaire.
0: (laughs) I didn't know I'd be calling myself that, I guess, either. But you never know. Life takes some funny turns sometimes. It sure does. Well, let's start off, then, with your story. You've taken part in a lot of different incredible endeavors, in my mind. Why don't you share what has brought you to this point in life and what you've learned so far in this wonderful journey?
1: What brought me to this point in life is I wanted to do something different. Uh, I didn't want to leave uh, the face of this earth without making an impact uh, in society. Um, I've always loved sports. I was not involved in the sports business. I was involved in, um, I, in the computer industry. I owned a marketing firm in which uh, I sold boring computer widgets for over 20 years. Uh, earned a very handsome income, quietly, lived way below the radar, but I always knew that there was something else that I wanted to do. Um, even though I was successful, uh, you know, in my my niche here in Florida, I live in Clearwater, Florida, uh, you know, people knew me, people knew of my work, and, you know, fortunately we were extremely successful at what we did, I just wasn't happy, I got to the point in life where I said there's got to be more to life. There's got to be something that would really energize me when I got up in the morning. There's more things that I wanted to do to exercise gifts that I had, namely creativity and writing. And I found myself kind of boxed in in a relatively boring industry that paid us handsomely, but I just, you know, pined to do more. And, you know, because of my love of sports, every day when I would get up, I'd read the newspaper if it were delivered to the house. You know, I'd, uh, you know, go onto the Internet. You know, I'd bookmark all my favorite sites. And i constantly say, why doesn't anybody say this? Or how come that reporter didn't ask the follow-up question? Or why the, did that reporter ask such a softball question? And my wife would say to me, Jimmy, forget about all the, the muttering. Do something about it. You know, why don't you be that person, you know, that... That creates the change that you want others to, instead of having others change it. So I went cold turkey. I, you know, had my own business. It was a rep company. Uh, you know, we brokered computer, boring computer widgets for many years. And one day, I, I said, within a couple of weeks, you know, I want, I just want to be out of this. I want to be doing something different. And because of my love of sports, because of my love of, you know, writing, my passion to be created. Uh, I got involved in the entertainment business with absolutely no previous experience. Never had seen an entertainment contract, you know, never wrote my first story or blog, you know, had no idea how to craft my own website, didn't know anything at the time about social media. You know, I lived in my own little world in which I was like the big fish in a very little pond in my industry. But then I ventured out into the unknown. And my wife and I, we look back at it now. We had one child. And we always tell people it was like the three of us held hands and just jumped off a cliff, not knowing when the parachute would open and when we would touch down safely.
0: That is so fantastic.
1: there's been no regrets in making a big change to pursue something that I was passionate about. And what I was passionate about was writing about sports and doing things differently and not necessarily writing about last night's game or talking about today's standings or speculating uh, about like a championship game that would come up this weekend or next month. I wanted to uh, write about the things that everybody has seen, you know, in sports, but really no one ever gave the attention to. Like I always had these, inner thoughts, like, who the heck was the fat lady? Why do they always mention the fat lady in sports? So I researched her. I've done, you know, audio monologues about the fat lady. I've written blogs about the fat lady. And I've devoted uh, a very sizable chapter, no pun included, in one of my books, Best Things About Sports, about the fat lady. Uh, You know, and and things like the Zamboni driver. I never thought that he ever got enough credit because he's got the dream job in sports. Like what sports fan doesn't go to a hockey game and just covet the fact that that guy's perched on the best seat in the house, you know, squeegeeing the ice. Or whoever researched and wrote about like Touchdown Jesus or, uh, you know, inspiration for the Hail Mary Pass or the Immaculate or writing, you know, something modern day about the Immaculate Reception. And it's things like that that are evergreen, that are timeless in sports, whether they're expressions or iconic figures like a touchdown Jesus or Christ the Redeemer statue in Brazil. You know, you see people constantly, you know, uh, panning over that, uh, you know, statue when you watch the World Cup, but nobody really, you know, did a comical bit on, you know, the genesis, the history of, you know, like Christ the Redeemer statue or touchdown Jesus or things like that. And it wasn't to be irreverent or disrespectful. It was just to uh, utilize a, my creative take through the voice of my character to educate and entertain people about things that we've seen in sports but nobody really dissected or wrote about.
0: That's awesome. And I love your character's name. What's his name?
1: My character's name is Mike, which is one of the five top most frequently named children on the planet. Uh, His real name is Michael Anthony Raffone, a.k.a. Microphone or simply Mike. You can find him on our website. Our website is themike.com. That's T-H-E-E-M-I-K-E dot com. T-H-2-E's mike.com. And Mike is what he's named after. He's a microphone. Uh, We call him the ultimate talking head on sports. He's got a lot of other handles like the long-awaited microphone messiah, poised to save America from its own self-induced sports coma. And Mike is a witty, clever, slightly irreverent uh, sportscaster, sports writer, that says and does all the things that maybe ESPN wouldn't want Chris Berman to say and do, or Stuart Scott, or NBC wouldn't want Bob Costas to say or do, but Mike does them. Uh, You're always with a G rating. I have to add that. Mike has uh, a base of ethics that are built into the character. And, you know, I I started this endeavor a few years ago with my wife. Uh, You know, we trademarked the character and we put together a core set of values of everything that Mike is and everything that Mike will never be. And one thing he'll never be is crass, demeaning, totally irreverent. I mean, we'll use humor to make a point and we'll kind of flaunt with the possibility that we may step over the line, but we never will. And we've never used profanity, never said anything racially or sexually derogatory, but uh, we push, we'll push, push the envelope a little bit. We will ask questions you know, that are probing or poignant to try and elicit a response, but we'll always end every audio monologue, every animated clip that we've done, Every book that we've written, every blog that we've posted, we always end it with um, the opportunity for redemption. If we're, you know, excoriating a decision that the NFL made, like on a Ray Rice, suspending the guy for two years after punching out, you know, his now wife, you know, that's awful. That's tragic. Sure, he regrets that. And, you know, we're going to address the behavior, but we're not going to tear down the character. And that's what Mike is all about, is addressing behavior. It's identifying the elephants in the room, uh, but always giving them the opportunity to say, hey, I should know better. I could do better in the future.
0: Love it. So as you've been going through your life, there's um, you talked about, you know, lear- learning the website, learning the, the blog and social media world, what is one skill that you wished you would have learned when you were younger but taught yourself after leaving any type of education that you had?
1: Well, if they offered it when I went to college, my wife and I co- graduated from Boston College in 1980, and computer classes were key punch cards back then. <laughs> if they had website development, I would have been all over that because I'm on, I ha- obviously am the captain of my own website. And it's on a WordPress, WordPress platform. So, you yeah, know, I'm pretty good at it. But I had to teach myself as well as listen to countless YouTube videos, uh, you know, go to meetups, go to different classes. Uh, if, you know, I could turn back the clock, uh, the one skill I would like would be uh, to develop greater technical skill, especially with the computer. Uh, you know, fortunately what I do now is I'm a writer and I was an English literature major, uh, as well as a speech communication major when I was in college. So that, that really equipped me. I just didn't have, you know, the, the technical aspect. So I wish I would have had those talents.
0: I would have enjoyed one less, uh, math class in college as well for, in, for a website development class, I think, because like you said, I'm always scouring YouTube or, you know, calling friends, looking stuff up. How about uh, two things you would like to tell some people and the audience you've always thought about launching a project like the you know you can use the mic as an example that you believe in but people haven't done it yet what what's going what kind of advice do you have for people who are thinking about it ah oh, should I do this I have this idea but haven't gotten up to the plate and taken a swing
1: don't wait go for it the first business that um that's point 1. Point number 2 would be surround yourself with a team of advisor sounds like it's too formal, but a, a team of go-to people that you would trust, that you would value their opinion, that just aren't going to sugarcoat things that you say and agree with you that are going to be straight with you and say that's a bad move or don't go there or yeah, go you know, pursue that with with all your passion. But the one thing I would I would strongly um, encourage people to do if they if they feel something that they need to do with their lives, they're passionate about it. You know, they get up in the morning, they think about it. When they put their head on the pillow at night, and they're still thinking about it, is that they just need to go do it. You know, do it and don't ever look back. Don't regret. Just do it. And it's always that first step that you have to take that's the most difficult one. And it's not going to be easy. I mean, there's the old cliche that we're easy. Everybody else would be doing it. But if you're passionate about it, you know, that's going to carry you through. And if you're open and willing, you know, to learn and constantly keep on learning, uh, then you're going to be successful.
0: Great advice. Switching sides a little bit, you know, one, another thing that we both have in common is I am a huge diehard Hoops fan. And you are as well in the world of basketball, and you don't just have one passion. Uh, you know, people have a lot, and just because you're doing the mic doesn't mean you don't have other stuff. You want to tell the audience a little bit about your recent appointment for, uh, is it FIBA?
1: FIBA is an acronym for Federation International Masters Basketball Association. It's like FIBA, but you throw an M in there, and FIBA is Federation International Basketball Association. And most sports fans are aware that at the end of the month, it's um, uh, a tournament. It's held every four years, kind of like soccer's equivalent of FIFA's World Cup, and they're going to, um, you know, name a world champion. I think it's every two years. Yes, FIMBA is for masters. The M is for masters, and masters uh, means men and women 35 years and older. And I started playing masters basketball when I was 45 years old, and now I'm 56. Uh, I play in several tournaments a year. Uh, I was fortunate enough uh, to be a part of the USA 50-plus team. That's 50 as in age. Ouch. And our 50-plus team played in the FIMBA World Championships in Prague and the Czech Republic in 2009, we, and we won the gold medal. We played in Atal Brazil in 2011, and we won bronze. And we played last summer in Thessaloniki, Greece, And we finished fourth place. Uh, The principals in the Finbo organization, which is based in Buenos Aires, Argentina, had asked me if I'd be willing to work with them to help extend their brand in the United States and also recruit teams for the 2015 World Championships that are going to be held at the Disney ESPN-wide World of Sports Complex in Orlando in August of 2015. And... I was honored. I was blown away. Um, I mean, there's going to be 350 teams from around the world uh, approaching 50 different countries, and it's a non-paid position. Uh, however, it's like a dream job because the accessibility that I'm getting to the press as well as to uh, you know, professional sports leagues uh, and people that are now finding me based on a press release that FIMBA sent out about a week ago, appointing me as the USA FIMBA rep, uh, it's just been very humbling, and it also helps you know with uh, my business in bringing Mike as a blogger as a, uh, you know an author you know to another level
0: I couldn't agree more. I think it, I think a lot of things in life sometimes it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be paid or big, fancy fame, but if it can just be a fun thing that you enjoy doing, and it drives in and hammers home the other things that you're doing, then it can all come full circle, I think.
1: Oh, absolutely. Plus, I I play basketball three, sometimes four times a week, and all my buddies play on the master circuit. I mean, we're all uh, older than 35. Uh, So for us to be able to do stuff like this together, I mean, just earlier this year, I've already been to Croatia to play basketball. I've been to Ostrava in the Czech Republic to play basketball. You know, I've played in Jacksonville in a tournament. I've played in South Florida in a tournament. So it's something I'm passionate about. I still continue to do. Slowly, I might add, at age 56. Hey, but I'm still out there doing it, and I love it.
0: That's great, and that's all that matters. Absolutely. What in... uh... So we start to wrap up before the lightning round questions. What would you tell a room full of people that are scared to death of taking a plunge into a new endeavor or opportunity other than just doing it? What would you uh, try to advise them as they're thinking about
1: it? What are you waiting for? What are you scared of? Uh, if you're passionate about something, then that's always going to live rent-free you know, in your head. Uh, I would say count the cost, whether it's, time, whether it's money, whether it's uh, you know, being able to do things that maybe you nor- weren't normally accustomed to doing, uh, put together a plan, and as I said previously, just go for it. And when you go for it, make sure that periodically, whether it's every day, every week, every month, you just sit down and you evaluate what you've done so far in your new endeavor. Uh, are you following the plan that you initially put together? And I would also look to align myself with people, you know, maybe they're your friends, maybe they were teachers, former bosses, people that would be mentoring you, that you could use them as a sounding board to bounce idea, ideas off of. Uh, I think everybody has it in them. If they're passionate about something, to bring that thing to success. And success could be measured in, in a number of different ways. Like for me and my wife and doing this with Mike, we know success will follow us monetarily you know, once this thing you know, blows up and Mike becomes a brand. But right now, we're enjoying the success of, of being happy in what we're doing, loving what we're doing, uh, not necessarily having to work a regular job. But even though we work more hours in our entrepreneurial you know, careers that we've chosen, we love it. That's great.
0: Well, then, it sounds like you're living the life you want to deserve. Any final words of wisdom for someone who's trying to do that or wants to do that?
1: Just don't wait and that doesn't mean you take the big step and you quit your job tomorrow. when I say don't wait, you know put together your plan uh, you know and constantly be fine tuning and working on the plan. You know study, evaluate, you know go to meetups, research things on YouTube. You know, go to different conferences where there are like minded individuals and there are also people that could help you get to where you want to go, but just don't wait start doing start doing the planning out
0: that's great you know I think sometimes people think that it means yeah, just quit your job that you hate and go pack up and do this but it's you can start stuff at night you can start stuff on the weekends during your sure lunch can. break uh, there's there's plenty of ways to just Lay a little groundwork, and it doesn't have to. You know. Also, I think sometimes people jump on getting rich overnight. Getting an email from somebody who enjoys the blogs that you're putting out there is great.
1: It's rewarding. It's very rewarding,
0: and there is no price on it. But it just and and having that rewarding feeling every day just makes you feel like what you're doing is all worth
1: it. Absolutely.
0: Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you so far today, Jim. Let's uh, you ready to yeah, jump yeah. into the lightning round questions? Sure. All right. If you could have one word staring at you in the bathroom mirror to motivate you in the morning,
1: what would it be? Indomitable. It's like all the all the great athletes like Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, uh, Pele, uh, you know Derek Jeter. They all had an indomitable spirit, and it means unconquerable. You know, you can't quench the desire of the athlete because they're purpose, they're passionate, they know they're going to be successful. When I look in the mirror when I'm shaving, I know I had that indomitable spirit.
0: I love it. I'm just going to, next guess, I'm just going to ask them to spell
1: the word indomitable and see what they come (laughs) up with. That's a good (laughs) one. You know, I've used that in blogs, and I always get. Spell check telling me now look it up and spell it (laughs)
0: correctly. Uh, What is your favorite The Mike illustration?
1: That's a tough question because I've got so many of them. I've got hundreds of them, and they're kind of categorized, uh, I would say, as just uh, flat-out fun. Uh, You would like this as uh, Mr. Hot Dog Stan extraordinaire. Uh, my comic or illustration is called racing weenies. Yes. I love
0: that one. It's
1: it's about, um, uh, you know, the racing weenies at Miller park in Milwaukee. And I did an audio monologue on it. You know, they were in one of my books, a story that I've written. I've done a blog on it and hopefully one day we'll bring it to life through animation. As far as just really neat, um, tbt today is thursday when we're rec- recording this interview every thursday i have a tbt sports blog and i've done one on dr j and the illustration i'm not the cartoonist i can envision all these things conceptualize them but our cartoonist just nailed it it's one of dr j with a big afro uh, with a doctor's coat and a stethoscope and it just so captured the essence of of the nickname Dr. J, who wasn't really a doctor by profession. And then another category would be like a transformational, um, which is a comic, but when I write in my blog or in my book about the comic, the comic just tells so much more of a story than just being a comic, like the Fab Five, Michigan's you know, uh, famous recruiting class from a number of years ago. Yeah. The Fab Five got the name from the Fab Four, which was the Beatles musical group. And I just loved how the, the cartoonists brought the Fab Five to life because they really trans, transformed the landscape of college basketball. And then my other category would be something where I really want to make a point. And it would be probably the, the strongest writing that we would do through the voice of our character. And it was called um, uh, Bankrupt... Um, you know, athletes, retired, bankrupt athletes. And it's a a picture of, sadly, Warren Sapp, Allen Iverson, Kurt Schilling, and Dennis Rodman all waiting in the unemployment line, (laughs) um, you know, and and their pockets are turned inside out. And I think that's a tragedy, that guys make, you know, all that money and then they lose it. And I think as a society, I think we need to work you know, closer with the leagues or whether with the schools when these guys are coming up through the ranks to talk to them about proper financial stewardship.
0: I completely agree. How about if you were Coach K, who is your go-to final shot guy for the tournament this August?
1: i put the ball in my hands.
0: I li- that is the best answer yet. Perfect.
1: In college, I was one of the top free-throw shooters in the nation. So from the free-throw line, I feel pretty good. And I play what we call age-appropriate basketball now, which means I'm 56. I'm not going to have some, in a tournament, some 20-something-year-old guy guarding me. It's going to be somebody who's my age, and I I could still shake him, and I could get to the basket and get off the shot.
0: I like that. Uh, Coach K, if you're listening, know that uh, there's still roster spots available. (laughs) There you go. I
1: used up all my eligibility. I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) Hey, what goes on a Jim Sweeney-style hot dog?
1: Uh, ketchup. I'm a Jersey guy. Growing up, even though I've lived in Florida 30 years, I grew up in New Jersey. And we used to refer to uh, ketchup as Jersey gourmet sauce. Love and, and my wife's not around so I can share this <laughs> because she's, she's not within striking distance. Uh, I've been married for 33 years. And people had said, hey, how did you survive the early years of marriage? And I said, Jersey gourmet sauce or ketchup.
0: (laughs) Jim, thanks again for coming on to the show. Thank you for having me. My pleasure, man. How can people best keep in touch with you to see your work?
1: TheMike.com. That's T-H-E-E-M-I-K-E.com. TheMike.com.
0: Great. Well, until the next edition of the Hot Dog Stand Chronicles, thank you, everyone, for listening. And make sure you check out Jim's The Mike blogs and ebooks today. This is the Hot Dog Extraordinaire, Mike Rudd, signing off. Carpe diem. You were just listening to the Hot Dog Stand Chronicles. Until next time, the Hot Dog Extraordinaire has signed off. Thanks for tuning in.